Well, 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 y'all. It's in the dead of night and I'm sitting here at work and it has been, um, and I want to tell you, um, seeking after um, God and putting your trust in him and, and solidifying yourself in him is a beautiful thing. And I know like today, we don't um, really, really, really know um, people who really walk serious. And I mean, I do mean serious. Um, spiritual lifestyles and let me just get to the particulars welcome to dr lovely's couch cafe show host dr lovely here and it has been an interesting week for me um and the reason why i said that is because truly we don't i had when i tell you um you know how <laughs> so okay so like i, I first of all It's like trying to um, put to words the things one has experienced. And, and my experiences are really interesting, to say the least. Um, so y'all know I have a Facebook page. I have two um, public pages. One is for the nonprofit I work through um, out of the community I have. And then I have the Dr. Lovely's Couch Cafe um, page where I post all kind of interesting things on. Funny things, um, things that catch my attention, my podcast and uplifting things and some silly things because, you know, life is full of various things. So... Um, on my personal page is pretty much um, private because people be nosy and shit. Uh, yeah, coworkers be all on your shit, whatnot, being nosy and everything. So I, it's it's kind of a way to protect myself. So anything you see um, is a possibility in some way. Um, anyway, so I posted this week some interesting statements and that sparked a lot of, you know, um, discussions. So a particular person reached out in my inbox and they were talking about an experience they had. Um, and it started off, you know, simple conversation and then it turned to Oh my God, what the hell? So this person is staying with his woman whom he'd been with for four and a half years. And the the hard thing was the kind of disrespect he was receiving on his end. And I thought, wow, that is some hard stuff to deal with. And then some of the things he was saying, and I was like, wow, that's kind of, 
kind of messed up. So they started off with an apartment with both of their names. Then she decided to move and then put the apartment in her name only. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. So, like, um, in, in some sense, he's at her mercy because he's not legal um, in the country. So her disrespect towards him is great because she knows he's limited to what he can do to um, provide for herself. And I was like, damn, that's kind of messed up. And it really started making me think about my relationship with um, my boo and whatnot. And, you know, why he was he is so adamant about staying at the house. And I and I thought about his previous experience prior to us dating and what he ensued in um, that relationship. And it really made me think very deeply about what he might have experienced in um, that relationship. And um, my heart kind of went out to him because I was just listening to this brother talk about the, the, like how, like, I mean, you know, he was like saying how the woman call him, you know, like all kinds of names and she just put him out and, and um, <clears throat> just, you know, it's like when someone takes away your dignity, right, um, and then lowers your manhood by continuously taking away one's dignity. And I'm, I'm like, wow, that's a horrid thing to do to someone. And I, my heart is like, I'm listening to him, you know, and I'm like, you, that's, I'm like, you, you hurt. And he's like, I'm not hurt. I'm like, but your, your expression, and I'm listening to how he's talking and how fed up he is and, you know, um, and how he just came out of, you know, a hard marriage um, before this and, uh, you know, how the, the ex-wife is keeping the kids from him. So I'm listening to all of the things this man has experienced throughout his life. And I'm like, wow, this is heavy, right? It's really heavy. And I'm, I'm listening to him pour out himself in this um, aggressive tone because he's so, you know, to me, I'm like, he's angry, and it sounds like he has a right to be angry, but I asked, and he said, I'm not angry, and I'm like, but man, you sound very angry to me, <laughs> you know what I mean? And if someone did that to me, which I went through something similar, but not as horrid as this, there is nothing like... um a power dynamic going on in your home and to be a man and have someone constantly um, remove your dignity yeah um, and and just keep stepping on you and there is only so low one can be when you keep pulling them down lower and lower and just, um, man, like seriously that, like I'm, I'm telling you. So I, I called my friend at a night and I said, you know what? I said, um, cause we had been talking about, um, teaming up to do some stuff. And I was like, you know what? Um, it's time. I said, it's time for us to stop playing and just 
because he wanted, he was supposed to talk about his experience um, with his wife. I was like, brothers are really, um, like when you think about a black man and um, when you're dealing with something emotional as um, what this man had, you know, experienced. And I thought about him, like the whole time listening to the brother, like talk about what happened to him and what is happening. Cause I talked to him again today, he called me at work and now he was just trying to find a place to stay because he, he, he's tired. Right. And you know, I work at a, um, a mission and I was like, just come, you know, cause you, you can get some resources or just get off your feet and, you know, find something. And I'm, I'm saying to myself, he called me today and I could tell he was just tired and he just needed an out. And I was like, you know, come in the morning, you know, um, I'll be there. Make sure, you know, you mention my name and um, we'll try to get you in. Women. The intent. The intensity of um, what this man experienced. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want anyone to treat my sons that way. Um, and it's the reason why I raised them up the way I have. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even treat anyone that way. Right, it's, it's it's something to already be down on your luck, and and um, to have someone remove your dignity and pretty much like pull the rug from up under you is a heavy thing to do to anyone. And and see when the thing that I'm the thing that always keeps me in a place where I'm always doing what's correct is because I know I have sons. I have a daughter, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I wouldn't want anyone to treat my child that way. And I, I, I've experienced oh, so much hardship in my life that I wouldn't want anyone to treat me that way. We can be so cool. So, um, when I got up this morning, I, I called my boo and you know, I wanted to just encourage him today because it was something I heard because I got up this morning, I prayed, and, and it's funny because I had a dream about him last night, and in my dream, um, I, I he was all over the place, but right before I woke up, I saw him in, in the dream. It said, he said, um, you just forgot all about me, and you don't talk to me, you don't call me, you don't you know, encourage me, you don't, I don't hear from you anymore, and, and, um, I thought to myself, hmm, <laughs> so, um, and, in in the interesting thing was, I saw him, and I was like, wow, look at your car, because <laughs> it was like, a, yeah, he has a white truck, but it was a white truck, and it was shaped like alligator, I don't know what the hell that meant, but, I don't know, um, but after I said, oh, my God, you finally got your truck running. 
And, and that's when he started saying, you know, I haven't heard from you. You don't call me. You don't check on me, X, Y, and Z. So this morning I reached out, um, you know, to him. And it's been an interesting day. Um, I got up this morning. I prayed, um, which is something I'm trying to get back into doing because I normally do that. I used to do that. So I'm trying to incorporate that back into my life. And I stopped at my coworker's office and, and she had these purses. I was like, oh, those are cute. She's like, you want them? And I was like, what? She said, here, take them. Matter of fact, you, you want some shoes? And there were some new shoes that were sitting on our thing. She said, take those too. And, and here, here's some jewelry too. I was like, well, what the hell? So by the time lunch comes, <laughs> the first time I've been broke in a while and I had any lunch money, so I didn't have any lunch money. So I, I um, texted Boo and I was like, um, can I get like $10 for lunch? He's like, I ain't got money. And then all of a sudden, one of my, um, one of the guys I had been working with to help get his money and stuff together, he was like, here. And he took like 20 bucks up under the thing and I'll get you some lunch. I said, oh, Father God in heaven. It was the day and the little things that happened today that um, by the time I got home, I laid down. I said, God, thank you for today. He was like, that's just the beginning. Keep doing what you're doing and you'll see greater things. So anyway, my Torah portion this morning, I heard something very interesting and I just wanted to... um, I had to say what I needed to say in the beginning because there's something I heard in the Torah portion that I, I wanted to um, play for y'all. And then we'll go from there. What? Hallelujah! 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 Praise the mighty Yah! Shevel Vavakrishah. We're thanking our king so much for the opportunity to be able to sit in the congregation of the Lord. Family, take this to heart. Understand that there's an effort. that we have to have in us to bring forth children beyond reproach. And those are the ones that would make it. If you look around, there is no right at all from what we eat to what we drink. Even with the labels that say it's all right, it's not all right. It's not even all right with the air that we breathe because they're doing all kind of things and they pick time to do it to where our eyes don't even acknowledge what they're sprinkling down on us. Huh? Just like God allowed us to live strong back in slavery, in the old slavery days, not the new slavery days, by eating trash, pig feet, pig ears. Y'all already know how I feel about it now. You didn't hear me say it.
shrimps, lobsters, crabs, all the trash. And we grew up to be strong, exceptional athletes, singers, to where we sung their false gods alive. And they still dead. But because of the spirit that's in us and what we bring forth, we bring forth that which is that true, to be true in the eyes of those that see it coming from us, an exceptional people, a people that God created for his glory. The interesting thing about it is, We don't, we don't, um, we don't celebrate that anymore. We don't, we don't, we, we never, we never grew up with, with that, um, declaration of, um, like excellence because, um, we constantly see images that depict us as something less than. This is one of the reasons why I always uplift my men, my sons and my daughters and the people around me because you speak life, because you're used to receiving death and the importance of speaking life inspires. It gives you everything you need to keep pushing forward. We're special. Our God gave us what? The Torah. And if a man do so, then he should live in it. You understand what that means? That if a man do so, you got to live in it. It's only beneficial to you. And if it's beneficial to you and you understand that it's beneficial, then you, you want the whole pie. Because it has to be shared with your wife, your children, and your children's children. You understand? There's enough for all of our generations to come after us. Because why? The pie is everlasting because the covenant is everlasting. You understand? We never run out of it. It's like the time when the lady was poor and the prophet came and told her, collect vessels. And she poured oil and she never ran out of oil. She, she ran out of vessels. You understand? Our God works miracles for us. Put yourself in a position to receive the miracles. It's not never done on a level to where there's no extra in it. To where you don't go to extra. Huh? You go to extra to become a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer, and all that. Why can't you go to extra to have everlasting life? Huh? The extras to have everlasting life. Because he's holy in abundance when it comes to us. Our God's righteousness is holy righteousness. Our God's mercy is holy merciful. You understand? Beyond us, above us. But he allows us to have a foot in righteousness. A foot in holiness. And it, 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 it has to mean something. You don't realize it until you live in it. Until things bother you and you feel comfortable in calling on your God. Why? Because you're not going to lie to yourself. You know 
for sure you put in the effort to do better before God. I got my I got this prayer book and I use it for what I use it when I put on my fringes. Huh? I pray the noon prayer, I go somewhere on the job and I say my prayers. I fortify myself with God. You know, it's interesting because most of us don't even pray on the job. And from time to time, I find myself doing so. It depends on what's going on in <laughs> at work. Because folks will test you like today. So we having a conversation about the youth of today and how we wanted to like be in homesteads and whatnot after a certain amount of time period and everything. And he said, these kids, they be, they, be, they be acting retarded. Then someone comes in and says, that, that's so hurtful. I'm like, excuse me? Yeah, yeah, it's hurtful. And she goes on, and I'm like, okay, so um, listen. I don't need you to um, talk to me about the word choices, but mind you now, the term retarded, yes, it is a clinical term. Well, it's not like that anymore. Okay, so it's not retarded anymore. So they, they, they now have um, intellectual disability. In about four years, that's going to be a derogatory term again, and then they're going to change it again. Because that's what they do. They just change terms. Because they decide it's derogatory. And I'm so over the feely, emotional stuff. Mind you, she's like some 23-year-old. And then, anyway, I don't even want to talk about it. So, yes, <laughs> there are days that sometimes you need to go away and pray because it brings balance back to you gives you peace sometimes you need to steal away for peace in better days I just put my ear pods on and I just walk the track at work because it's like a big old courtyard I walk that courtyard praying just for some peace You'll find sometimes it's just easier to pray than deal with mess and craziness. You get what I'm saying? Ugh. Moving on. I understand, and if I'm getting more and more into God when the big buck pass, I don't even have to look at that. Because I'm not going to let my eyes linger on vanity. And you can feel the growth in you. You understand? The change in you, which means something. Holy righteous. You understand? We're, we're wise enough to link on to something that's beneficial, not link on to something that's going to lead you to fornication. If that's what you desire, then that's what's going to grow in you. And you're going to be a butthound. You understand what I'm saying? He's talking about to the point where it's just uh, some people to well some people people today is into all cat free stuff and and this is the thing about um, 
what we're seeing today. It's one thing you learn as a therapist, right? The thing about people who have sex addictions or have become perverse in mindset, and I mean this term as clinical as I can say, and I mean this because today you're exposed to more perverseness. And um, see, like, kind of like what Fifty Shades of Grey did in black relationships. Because see, now people got all kinds of um, freaky things going on, like whips, chains, bondage, all this stuff. This is stuff that wasn't very common, you know, uh, it's very loosely common. Matter of fact, when you go do historical studies regarding this type of um, sexual activity, it was very common in the wealthy circles. Um, and it was, it was, it was always done in the dead of night. So, um, the thing about perverseness is you always up the ante because it doesn't do it for you anymore. So you get more and more, uh, uh, kinkier and, you know, you have to keep, it, it doesn't satisfy you over time. This is, this is why our kid is ass in jail right now. It's, it's like you get to a point where you just keep doing something to, 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 take it to the next level and that's where the issues become um that's when there's an issue right when you when you think about certain things but you know people do what they want to do when they want to do it however they want to do it because I really don't give a damn but my issue is when you start it's like it's like you know when you was hearing like um during Gay Pride Month, and they were chanting, we're here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. It's not something you want to hear a grown-ass man um, paraded around pretty much naked and singing that song. That just don't look good, and it brings up a lot of shit for me being um, a molested child. So when you think about those type of things that we are seeing today and a lot of things that we don't take into consideration when it comes to this whole bullshit we're dealing with right now, it's, it's like how I was, um, looking up, well, well, this is the case, right? So we already know, um, that, um, gender identity dysphoria is a, is a mental condition, right? We know this, it's in the DSM. Um, and the consensus or the scientists of the day or, you know, government saying, well, we know they have a mental disorder, but does it really hurt anybody? No, it really doesn't. So if it makes them happy, if that's what they want to do, you know, change their sex and, and do that, that's fine. Um, yeah, it is. You can do whatever you want, however you want. But they're grown people, and they should make their own choices, but not children, because they don't understand. That's a whole other thing. And let's not even talk about the marketing campaign, because it's a marketing campaign. Um, if you understand marketing and research, yeah. And it's a psychological marketing campaign, right? Yeah, mm -hmm, that's what it is. So... When we think about those things, that that's that's a whole nother level of something else. 
But I know people tend to get offended by these things, but you already know. I have a gay brother. I work with gay people. I work with a whole bunch of other folks. I don't give a shit. I, we, we cool. I, I still have my views. And, I, and nobody's going to make me turn on that. That's, that's my perspective. I don't disrespect them. I don't, I don't treat them less than who they are. They be, do whatever they want. When you're grown, you can do what the fuck you want, however you want. So, um, <clears throat> again, it's about protecting the children. And we're not protecting our children. And it's funny, too, because, see, the thing with black men is they don't mind gay women. They think that's cool, that's fine. But when you come to gay men, oh, boy, they be mad and then they feelings and uh, feeling some type of way. We got all kinds of problems. I don't want to be around them. I can't stand them. It's just like a, I don't know. It's weird. I find that to be just stupid. But anyway, um, when we, we begin to um, become perverse in nature, it begins to change something in you, but this is why we're in this particular place, right? And we're finding all kinds of catastrophic events happening, but we're not placing that a lot of this has everything to do with what's going on around us. Yep, mm-hmm. That, that's it. Then you'll stop looking at them babes that come out like that. Huh? Then you have strength to tell your wife, yo, what? You got too much butt showing, girl. You're mine. Now, see, most women will have an issue with that, but if you have a man and you carry yourself appropriately, you know what I mean? It's just, just respectfulness. But this is the thing, men. Look at men. Let me say this. Um, and the reason I'm talking like this is because I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the room by myself, but. Ain't nobody, nobody near, but I just don't want to be loud. Um, I told you I had a dialogue with a doctor, and the doctor told me, you, 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 you know, we want your woman not to wear clothes. And I'm like, hey, baby, you can't wear that outside. Well, if she, if you met her wearing provocative clothes, and that was the thing that drew you to her. And then, nigga man, hmm, now y'all together and you're like, mm-mm, baby, I don't want nobody to be seeing you like that. Can you change the way you dress? Why are you trying to control me? Well, see, that's what black women say. We trying to control them. No, you are. You know why? Because you met her dressed that way. If you want a woman who dress modestly, then find one. Do you understand the ignorance behind that? You are trying to change her. You are being possessive because you met her that way. It was the thing that attracted you. See, this is the thing about your I don't get, especially y'all today that sit here and listen to this bullshit all day, corrupting your mind, and y'all be in your feelings and whatnot about the things you, you hear and see and everything, because that's what y'all do.
be clear and concise about what you want from a woman before y'all get involved. See, I, I ask these questions and the first thing the man says is, I just want a good woman to be respectful and boom. And the next thing you know, niggas, here come all the I don't likes. Or I'm not doing that. Or I don't like that. When somebody asks you what are your deal breakers in your relationship, say what you don't fucking like. So someone will know if y'all matched or not. Say what issues you have or the things that bug the shit out of you in your last relationship so the woman can know ahead of time. You feel what I'm saying? Because as soon as you say, eh, it don't matter. No, nigga, it does matter. Same thing for a woman. It matters. You should know what you want in your relationships. You already know what you're going to put up with and what you don't want. It's nothing like being in a relationship with someone and they tell you they want to be in a full committed relationship, but they're not fucking committed. They don't commit time. You don't hear from their ass. Y'all don't spend time together. That's not a committed fucking relationship. That's the waste of someone's fucking time. Just saying. You understand? Then we begin to stand up to where only those that are willing to make change. And the wives got stuff about their husbands. That they have power to change in their man because they were created for him as the watchman on the wall in their righteousness, in their desire to their husbands, they're going to see his fall. Say, so what was it? He said, what now? Towards their desire towards their men. He went back there for like two seconds. Wives got stuff about their husbands that they have power to change in their man because they were created for him as the watchman on the wall in their righteousness, in their desire to their husbands. They're going to see his fall maybe before he see it. And if he ain't a prickhead and if she know how to bring it because she know her place, he might hear it. What was it? You see, you see, there's some wisdom in that. See how, see how I be saying stuff and people don't be paying attention to what I be saying when I talk about these things and whatnot. He said, um, if the woman knows her place and how she's supposed to conduct herself with her mate and how to talk to him maybe if he's not an asshole see I'm gonna say he ain't said it I'm gonna say it he can listen it takes nothing to listen huh listening Key components to life. But I know what I, I just wanna I just wanna do because you know me. A power to change in their man. Okay. 
I'm sorry. And you can feel the growth in you. You understand? The change in you, which means something. Holy righteous. You understand? We're, we're wise enough to link on to something that's beneficial, not link on to something that's going to lead you to fornication. If that's what you desire, then that's what's going to grow in you. And you're going to be a butthound. You understand what I'm saying? Then you'll stop looking at them babes that come out like that. huh? Then you'll have strength to tell your wife, yo, what? you got too much butt showing, girl. Your mind. You understand? Then we begin to stand up to where only those that are willing to make change. And the wives got stuff about their husbands that they have power to change in their man because they were created for him as the watchman on the wall in their righteousness, in their desire to their husbands. They're going to see his fall maybe before he see it. And if he ain't a prickhead and if she know how to bring it, because she know her place, he might hear it. You understand? Come on, family. Let's grow into this. Let's grow into this. Our God is king. And there is no other. Yeah, man. This word, this here is, is the beginning. We're born again each day. Huh? Because each day in our effort to do right, we inherit a path that's right before God that opens up, that enlightens the mind and the eyes. Huh? Like the tree of knowledge and goodness, it was a delight to the eyes. Huh? The way of God is a delight to the eyes and to the mind. Why? Because our the portion of our soul is God's Torah. You understand? It's God's laws, statutes, and commandments. We got to get spiritually moved, motivated. Oh, Heavenly Father, save us from ourselves. Save us from ourselves. Let's go for a minute before we get into the portion to Psalm 119. Family. Give me an olive bait letter to start from. Okay. Which one? Olive bait, fake, Camille, Dalit, Haywab, Zion, Ketet, Yod, Kaflamat, Men, Noom, Samathayan, Pezade, Kruf, Ration, Top. Which one? Huh? Which one? Let's start at hey. <laughs> Let's go. They don't separate in the middle of the They separate Yeah. Okay. Which, which verse is it? Um, 33. Start at 33. Okay. Let's try it. Feel good. This is the day that the Lord has created. And this is the day that the Lord had hallowed. 
And this is the day that the Lord had made different from all other days. And guess what? How did we get in it? We're called by God in it. Liven up yourself. Liven up yourself. And realize that this is our portion. So learn how to enjoy yourself in it. You understand? Yeah. Come on, family. God bless our family online. That's right. Love y'all, family online. God bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. Please. Please, Father. Let's throw stuff back and forth at each other like that. Huh? Let's don't knock you. Let's throw stuff back and forth at each other that would uplift us when you receive it. There's a spiritual thing that God would allow you to feel that you don't have to see. You know? Because his presence in the room sets you on air. We don't have to see him to know that he's there. Come on. Let's go. Well, go ahead. Let's go to the first, whether it's that or not. Family, we're in the book of Psalms. We're in chapter 119. We'll begin at verse 25. May we all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. Now, that portion fits us today. Because that which is for us, which that our adversary, the government and all of them set before us is to our hurt. Is this a more sophisticated way of killing us? You understand? It's a more sophisticated way of killing us. Laboratory meat, all kind of crap. Huh? The smoke from Canada decided to come back to this way again. Huh? But where there's no righteousness, there's no defense. Huh? Because God don't dwell in ungodliness. So where is our defense? So our soul quickening to the, we're on our way to the grave. If there's no miraculous change in us after seeing, reading, and acknowledging the things that discuss God coming from our fathers. So where is our change? Where is our change? God don't ask us to do things that we can't do. Just be good to each other. You'll find that better. Acknowledge your wrong. Confess it. Acknowledge your wrong you did to people, to others. Acknowledge the wrong you're doing to yourself by following those that, that are not spiritually motivated. Mm. Acknowledge the wrong that you do to others. Ooh, ooh, father, what was it? Niggas, niggas. Who said that? Who said that? Oh, sookie niggas. Yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're reiterating. But the wrong that you do to yourself. By following the wrong people. By one's own ignorance in situations. Do you know how often we make poor choices 
and those poor choices make our lives hard. I was talking to my youngest son today um, about his car. So the issue with the car is, so he bought the car and the previous owner wasn't getting a car service. So they have about, about 17,000 miles of unaccounted for service. So it might be left upon him to have the car serviced or whatever's wrong with it. Which has got him, he's like my kid with the, he stresses out so bad. He's always been like that ever since he was a child. He worries so much. So um, I've been dealing with him for about four months now. But about a year or two ago, God told me that he would be pressing him and my oldest son so that they could strengthen their relationships with him. And see, everything has been really good since we've been here for my youngest son. Everything's flowed perfectly because he always stayed in his word. My oldest son has been hard because he hasn't been doing that. So since he had stopped doing it for some time, I have been, you know, talking to him frequently about getting back into his word and getting his relationship with God back together. So after this car incident took place, I told him today, I said, you know what, Jason, because that's his name. I said, God, just bless you with this car. And I said, I've been talking to you about four months to getting your relationship back with him correct. And I said, when God stops you, when you like can't move around and you stuck and you have to rely on someone else, he's speaking to you. He's trying to get your attention. I said, and if you don't, Listen, <laughs> Whew, you don't even want to know what's coming. So I asked him today, I said, so are you reading your word again? Are you praying? Well, I start praying again. And then he's like, so I had a good day today at work. And, you know, my boss told me that um, I'm doing really good. And she realized that I don't really, like, try extra hard and work. But she really believes that I have potential to have a managerial job. And she wants to start training me for the position. And I was like, well, that's great. God is good. And I said, so keep doing what you're doing. I said, because when you begin to make a shift and God begin to show you some progression in his life, it means you on the right track. So keep praying and get back into your word. And I had been sending him these Torah portions, you know, and I was like, so are you listening? No, no, mom, I, I'm not going. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. See, I told him, I said, um, oftentimes we're not thinking it's God trying to get our attention. We don't understand he's saying, listen, let me tell you something. See, we keep going on throughout life and not focusing in on him being a part of our lives. We just live. And all kinds of hell is breaking loose around us. And let me tell you, because see, um, you heard me last week when I was saying how the gas prices um shot up overnight. Goddamn. Huh? How how um Friday? Thursday it was three dollars and then Friday it was three thirty nine. Um, today, niggas, is 349 
Yeah, three, three fifty. So you already know. See, what you don't know is the stock markets have been in a little tiff right about now. Yeah, niggas have been busy because all of the stocks I have is doing pretty good. But the stock market is 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 going um is unstable. So because it's unstable, everything is going up. So if it's going up, then we're gonna have a problem. Because we don't know how to work together. See you ain't you ain't listened. I've been preaching this shit for three years now. Telling y'all to come together, niggas. Come together. Sow your resources together. But you won't do that. Uh-uh. But I'm going I'm to I'm I'm be quiet now. But a locked-in talk that snares and hurts other people, and you're still in that path. You're in that game. You're in that crew. You're in that group. Because you didn't step out to say, all right, enough of this is enough, man. You understand? Come on, man. Things may look good, clapping and singing and all that may look good and make you feel good. But believe you me, we're more wrong than right. And so guess what lives in us above? Righteousness, a deceitful way of thinking. Okay. A trap that you encase in you that's against you. Come on. Verse 26. Read it from the beginning again. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. I told of my ways and thou didst answer me. What? He said I what? I told of my ways and thou didst answer me. I told of my ways. You understand? Confess. Huh? Our best don't add up to God saving us. You understand? But how can you be bold enough to tell God to go somewhere by your actions? Huh? You're born into the frame of mind to where you know there's a God and he's holy righteous. Slow the anger. Compassionate and full of mercy. And he's still mad at us. So how good are we in this way? Huh? Let's do some math. Huh? Come on. Verse 26. I told of my ways and thou didst answer me. Teach me thy statutes. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts. He didn't just act like he's all right. He didn't just act like he's all right and say, Teach me of thy ways. He didn't just act like that. He realized that he's not all right, so he confessed his words so that he might be heard by God. You understand? You see what he put first? I brought before you my wrong, Father. I brought before you my wrong. I'm not coming to you like you owe me. I'm coming to you with a cry and in mercy that you might have some mercy on my wicked self. I told you of my ways, which means I confess myself to you. Then you can ask for something. 
let me tell you something. My whole life, I never prayed for things. I always prayed for God to fix something in me, correct things within me, because I felt that I needed constant shifting in my life and perfection in myself. That's the place we go. That's the thing we, we should be seeking for. Because if you really read, you know, the scriptures, you'll realize if we, if we seek him and turn from wickedness, you know what I mean? He will always give us everything we need. You won't have to struggle because your focus is directed towards him. And see, the perfection of that relationship as it grows, the less you have to pray because he's, he's dealing with you and communicating with you and shopping with you in that place there. And I had a talk with the brother that I was telling you that I'm supposed to be helping with assistance tomorrow. He said, um, the thing we fail to realize is through, 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 um, through life is most people don't understand how simple life can be if we still focus on him. And as I'm dialoguing with the brother, you know how people, the people tell you, oh, yeah, I saw God. I said, so, so I said, so my question was, everybody tells you how they see God and they do these things and, yeah, it was God and what, what, what. So I said, as a therapist does, we listen. And then those things that begin to unfold, all the things that we see. So I said, did you ask God to marry the wife you married who took your kids from you and went down and tried to destroy you. Yeah, 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 I prayed, I prayed to God. I said, okay, um, so God told you to marry this woman. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I said, okay. Well, I said, mm-hmm. He says, But I was drinking and we had sex and she got pregnant. So I I decided, you know, I didn't want to have her, um, have my kid and not be married to her. I said, hmm. So my next question was, well, was she in the way when you met her? Well, no, no, I converted her. I said, hmm. I said, oh, okay. So I said, because um, technically we ain't supposed to be engaged with folks not in the culture because it's just, it's just so hard, like dealing with folks in this, in this, um, in this way of life, um, for whatever reason, technically, right? And God has His limits. This is why I be telling y'all about seeking God and everything you do. Um, so 
So I'm still listening and I said, um, so she did that for you, not because she really cared about doing it. And, and so she cheated and whatever and so forth. And now they have, they have some kids and now she keeps the kids from him. She, he can't see kids because she's upset that he chose not to repair the marriage. Um, so he's here with this other woman. And, and I said, so um, did you pray and ask God for that? And he, yeah, 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 I did. I said, oh, okay. So how did that happen? And, and what you come to find out is, no, he really didn't pray. He didn't see God in anything. And I said, your distress is because you said this thing, but you really didn't do the thing that you said you were doing. See, when we don't see God, we get involved in things. And, 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 you know, we put ourselves in situations. And then you can be like, I don't know why God allowed this to happen. Well, niggas, you ain't asking. Most of the time, we ain't even talking to him no way. But this brother grew up in the life. But then as things progress, things begin to come up. But he told me he didn't need therapy. So you do. You got a lot going on. Man, as soon as someone says therapy to y'all, y'all get so up in arms because you assume someone is saying you're broken. Yeah, we all fucking broken. But how long do you want to stay broken? When do you say, God, fix me, change me, correct me, guide me, lead me? I'm just saying. Huh? But you prep yourself to come before God. So you prepare your heart to mean what you're saying to God. So when God check out the inward parts of you, he see that you might mean it. Or you're striving to mean what you say because you are on a higher level now. And you know how to put two and two together to get to God. You understand? Okay. This is no joke no more. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to. I asked God be with Prince Kime and his wife, and that's not here and stuff for him, because he's taking part in opening up his father's place, which is his portion. You understand? For those that are not here yet, may God bless them to get here. But this is the things I'm talking about. There's an effort that has to be seen by God. Lest we be counted as people that bull crap or just don't get it to where God don't allow you to get it because you chose not to get it by choosing the easy way out. That your deceitful mind allow you to believe and understand. I don't want that, man. I want the fear of God, so I'm always repenting. I want to be in everlasting repentance.
You understand, family? It's, God is all we got. Huh? When you go to work and this boss is against you, that boss is against you, HR is against you, <laughs> who you going to go to? Huh? I cry out to my God, man. I say I lift up my eyes into the hills. From whence cometh my help? And I get tough then. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And he wouldn't have suffered that foot to be moved. That made the book so that we can acknowledge that. For he that keepeth Israel neither slumber nor sleep. He's always there. Seeing all things great and small. You understand? And not suffer out for, for he that keepeth Israel neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is our keeper. And when I'm praying for myself, the Lord is my keeper. Hmm. The Lord is my shade upon my right hand. The sun should not smite thee by day. No, Meaning no. throughout the day, God got me. Nor the moon by night. In the night, God got me. That's right, man. He's a mighty God. And they that trust in the Lord, I mix them all up. Mix up all the remedies like my herbalist. But let me put this with this. They that trust in the Lord is as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed but abideth forever. And as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from this time forth and forever. For the rod of the Hickam, a teacher. For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous. So that the righteous put not forth their hands. Why would you change that which is working? For that which is not working. Or for that which would harm you. Come on. Verse 27. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts. That I may talk of thy wondrous works. What? What? You mean reading it? You mean as you continue to read it? The understanding grows and grows to where it's covering you on the right, the left, the front, the back. You see more. The more you read Genesis in truth and in humbleness and in the fear of God, the more you understand. Tell me it ain't so. Huh? Pray before you open the book and mean it and go at it like you want something. And God is there. He don't fail. Come on. Verse 28. My soul melteth away for heaviness. Sustain me according to thy word. Remove from me the way of falsehood. And grant me thy law graciously. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. And thy ordinances have I set before me. I God, he said he chose the way of righteousness. You understand? Those are key points. Because he's enlightened in spirit by God, which mm. keeps him on the right course. This is bigger than clapping and singing and shalom, shalom, and all that crap. Keep it if you don't mean it. Huh? And if your shalom, if our shalom ain't right with God, then made it for you. Shalom is complete wholeness. So if your complete wholeness is not right with God, you can't be you can't be in a place of shalom, complete and full wholeness. No, there's no way, because we're operating outside of um, our natural order and and and, and how.
how he created us to be. So anytime you are disconnected, you, sh- you should feel the imbalance. Do you understand? Um, there's a, a thing called Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? And the thing with Maslow's hierarchy of need is this. Um, she, the thing about the hierarchy of need is it starts on a psychological, your psychological needs that has to be addressed, right? Which is air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, and reproduction. That's on the base metal, on the base level. If, if, if any of those things are disrupted, because your food and water and shelter, everything you need in life just to continue on is disrupted, you can't go to the next stage, right? Which is safety needs, personal security, employment, resources, health, and property. Employment provides the base level of needs. But if you're not making what you need to survive in your basic level of life, it messes with your physiological needs, your body, right? It's going to impact that. But if you're barely making it, the two is okay, but it's not a great sustainability because it's still at a red level. It's critical in those two points. As you move up, then you have love and belonging, meaning you can't even love and have a sense of belonging if you're personal security, employment resources, health, property, food and shelter is an issue. Meaning, if there's distress in your life, you can't even really love anyone appropriately, let alone yourself. Because you're barely surviving. And when you're on survival mode, you can't think about nobody else. Your esteem is above the love and belonging. Respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, and freedom. But self-actualization is at the top. It's a desire to become the most that we can be. Meaning, in order to get to a place of self-actualization, this is where we have goals of accomplishment and all these other things. Where it really can be focused on is, is once all of those needs are met. Now imagine half of us ain't even got past the, the top two levels. <laughs> this is why our love life is dysfunctional. Because we're barely making it. <laughs> this is real shit. Especially after you've been around. people on the earth that can get healed without rehabilitation.
Hmm. Our rehabilitation is to fear God. Hmm. And it fixes everything. Huh? I just said there's a sister named Queen, Queen, Queen Makeda. She got a song out, Don't You Want to Praise Him? That song is the upliftment. You know what I mean? For real, man. Because it, 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 it's all about us. The signs of God are on his children. Huh? He hears the prayers of the humble. He's holy, righteous. You understand what I'm saying? You want to be spiritually brings you up out this foolishness. And then you see how, stu how stupidly we live even in knowledge of ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are our biggest enemies. Come with it. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Y'all may look at me and say, well, why don't why aren't you here there? It ain't me. How are we our own worst enemies? We destroy ourselves. We do it. We destroy ourselves because we have an inability to think critically. Why is thinking critically important? Well, it gives you the ability to waver out things, to decide what is productive and unproductive. And a lot of times we choose unproductive behavioral patterns. How do we not think critically? We invite negativity into our lives. We introduce negativity into our lives, into the lives of our children, those whom we love. We don't think about any of the things that we consult ourselves with, nor do we seek God in anything. And for those of y'all who said, oh, we don't know what God is, who, what, when, why, and where. So I'm at work the day before yesterday talking to my coworker. We having these dialogues because we've been having dialogues for a long time, me and he. Because he's a young brother. But we've been having dialogues about our ancestry and Christianity and Hebrewism. Me and him. So remember I told you a couple of days ago about how <laughs> it was <laughs> told me about it. About the um about the fallen angels and whatnot. The brother had to apologize to me because he really didn't understand. But the interesting thing is, is the last conversation we had, I was telling him about how um we we studied Torah and and how I um how important it is to get that understanding. And he went and started researching some of the stuff I was saying. And he came back. Yesterday I received him. It was, um, I was giving him, I gave him the um, scriptures for um, God being the only one and there is no one else. So I thought it was interesting because he said, well, it was in the Bible, so therefore we have no argument. And... Um, but I sent him some more stuff to research because I gave him like all of these, some of these things that I had um, 
research because his argument was about Israel being in the state. And he said, um, so he looked at the stuff that I sent him and he said, I never realized how easy um, or some of the similarities of the things here that are found in the Bible that are not found anywhere else. So he apologized for um, what he said. And I, I thought that was so powerful because you always hear me talking about people who wrong you and the importance of them apologizing um, for the things that they say because they might not understand a thing. But the beautifulness of it was while I was getting ready, to, I was asking someone about um, some scriptures to give to him. He walked through the door right at the exact time as I was writing them down. And I told him, I said, this is a divine appointment. But he had been telling me, he'd been praying to God about seeking understanding in him. And he said, if anything that I need to understand and and, and find truth, I want, I want it to be magnified and anything that um, goes against who you are and your truth, I want it to be burnt up. And I thought those were so powerful words spoken because when we really want to see God in truth and humbleness, those are the best words. What you have for me to understand, let it be magnified. And if it's anything that is not con connected to you, let it, let it be burnt up. I said, man, that's a statement. Our God is magnificent. Yes, he is. Our God is magnificent. And these are the things we need to know and understand. That you, we got to be so into God that he moves us. Mm-hmm. Understand? I just can't explain everything up here. Come on. Family, we are currently in the book of Psalms. We're reading from chapter 119, returning back to verse 31. May we all say hallelujah. 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 I cleave unto thy testimonies, O Most High. Put me not to shame. Yeah. You understand what he's saying? You gotta have something going for you in order for you to ask of God things to benefit you. You gotta have it, man. This can't go. Uh, time to pray. Did you prepare yourself? How did you go through this day to make you think you can just step to God? Huh? You have to be number one. You have to be praiseworthy. Hmm. We got to be praiseworthy. Come on. I will run the way of thy commandments, for thou doest enlarge my heart. Woo, you hear that? But we're going to go in the way to where it would benefit us before God. Because God would enlarge you in all beneficial ways mm -hmm. and things. He's a mighty God, man. He's a mighty God. I, I feel good. You understand? That's right. And when I say I love you, Father, 
I feel like I got a long way to go. You understand what I'm saying? I got a long way to go. Family, we got a long way to go. We don't even put ourselves in a position to where our eyes open up to see how short we fall before God. The best of us. Come on. Verse 33. Teach me, O Most High, the way of thy statues, mm -hmm. and I will keep it at every step. Ooh, this is a heart crying for salvation. This is a heart that's crying to say, Father, your eyes are upon me. I'm not scared because I desire your way. And he's a just God. That's right. Come on. Give me understanding that I may keep thy law and observe it with my whole heart. Yeah. Make me to tread in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Yeah, make me to tread, for that's the, my soul delight. And, and, and you causing me to, to, to tread in that, I'm only benefiting myself. And if I get right with myself, then I'm good for others. I'm good for others. If Israelites can go around and have all kinds of, oh, I don't wear zizis no more, zizis is in my heart, and then it spreads, and that ain't good. Huh? And we make all kinds of ways to make our wrong or our flatness right before God, and that grows, so how much more you think goodness would do? Huh? Give God the glory. Let's go to the portion. What's the portion? Okay. It's found in the book of Numbers. We'll begin at chapter 22. You understand, family? This is important. Huh? If you in this way for years, I know we sit and we might nod here and there. But if it don't bother you, then there's something wrong. And if there's no shame in you nodding off because don't nobody, you think don't nobody see you, it happens with me. But we got to fight, man. We got to fight. And if you have to go to bed Friday when the sun goes, go to bed. What are you hanging out for? Go to bed. Go to sleep. So that you can give God your undivided attention. Come on, do you prep yourself? Do you judge yourself? Let's judge us, ourselves. Come on. Okay. Family, today's portion is Balak and Balaam. It's found in chapter 22 in the book of Numbers. May we all say hallelujah. And the children of Israel journeyed and pitched in the plains of Moab beyond the Jordan at Jericho. And Balak, the son of Sippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was so afraid of the people because there were many. And Moab was overcome. Yeah, Moab. Moab is not for us. You understand? And at this particular time, God was for us. Come on. And Moab was overcome with dread because of the children of Yisrael, 
verse 4. Because of the children of Israel, because of God being with the children of Israel. Come on. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, Now will this multitude lick up all that is round about us as the ark licketh up the grass of the field? That's high talking. That's, that's, that's a high talk. I understand because you break that down like whatever we come through become ours. Mm-hmm. Come on. And Balak, the son of Sippor, was king of Moab at that time. And he sent messages unto Balaam, the son of Beor, to Pethor, which is by the river, to the land of the children of his people. Who was that that sent the message? And the king of Moab at the time, and he sent messengers unto Balaam, the son of Beor. Balaam. To Pethor, which is by the river, to the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out from Egypt. Behold, they cover up the face of the earth. Talking and about you, O children of Israel. Boy. It said there's a people that come up out the land of Egypt. Who is that? You. That cover the face of the earth. <laughs> Come on. Behold, there is a people come out from Egypt, and behold, they cover up the face of the earth, and they abide over against me. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me, this people, for they are too mighty for me. Peradventure I shall prevail, that we may smite them, and that I may drive them out of the land. For I know that he whom thou blesses is blessed, and he whom thou curses is cursed. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Oh, Think about that there. When when people were so afraid, afraid of your your ancestors. <laughs> Ain't nobody scared of y'all now. Verse seven. And the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the rewards of the divination in their hand. Mm -hmm. And they came unto Balaam and spoke unto him the words of Balak. And he said unto him, Log here, lodge here for this night, and I will bring you back word as the Most High God may speak unto me. Yeah, because he know he can't curse who God bless. So he has to go to God. Come on. And the princes of Moab abode with Balaam. Verse 9. And the Most High God came unto Balaam and said, What men are these with thee? And Balaam said unto the Most High God, Balak, the son of Sippor, king of Moab, have sent me, have sent unto me, saying, Behold, the people that is come out of Egypt is covering up the face of the earth. Now, come, curse them. Yeah, so he can't lie. He has to say the truth. So he has to go before God knowing that God brought them people up out of there. <laughs> you understand? Come on. Peradventure, <clears throat> peradventure, I shall be able to fight against them and shall drive them out. And God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go up with them. Thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. Yeah, he said, you, No, you, can, you shall not curse these people, because these people are blessed. But you're not blessed no more. Mm -mm. You're not blessed. Not at all. And they blessed by the best. They blessed by God. Abraham, <laughs> Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. 
understand? You understand? This is what we got to know. That the same God that watched over David, Malek Dawi, is the same God that watches over us today. Ain't no change. Come on. Verse 13. And Balaam rose up in the morning and said unto the princes of Balak, Get you onto your land, for the Lord refuseth to give me leave to yeah. go with you. He said, forget what you have in mind to go forth. Because God is blessing this people. Come on. And the princes of Moab rose up, and they went unto Balak and said, Balaam refuseth to come with us. And Balak sent yet again princes. Yeah, he hard-headed. He hard-headed. He hard-headed. He, he's determined. You understand? But this is a sign for us to see. You can't fight against God. Listen. Have you ever had somebody press so hard to try to get you in trouble or get something to happen to you or constantly intervene on some way negatively you know it's some busy bodies they always busy just doing and no matter how God blocks it Stop it from happening. They keep trying. Over and over again. Hmm. Huh? Even if you... If, even if our deceitful minds cause us to think that we got over by going in the path... That's not right before God. And being that I got over now, I'm going to get right with God. Salvation is not built on a wicked platform. Mm -mm. You understand what I'm saying? The wicked only raises up to prove that it ain't right to go that way. Hmm. By the knockdown. You understand? By the knockdown that comes from y'all. <laughs> huh? Yeah. You know there's people, this one more time, man. One more time, I'm going to do this on the shop right there. Um, I got this key, and I'm going to sell it. When I get rid of it, then I'm going to God. Mm. That's the key that gives me 25 to life. Mm. That key of cocaine. Mm. Uh, yeah. mm. Believe you me. Huh? I'm mm. telling you, man. I'm telling you, right? God is my salvation. I was out there, family. Mm. I was out there. I faced 25 to life about three times. Huh? <laughs> three times. I've been chased, shot, I've been all of that. Huh? Yes, God is my salvation. Yeah. I came into this way of life and I started so bad I couldn't even talk. I'm talking now, ain't I? Huh? God is my salvation. I can't give up on my God. And the older I get, the more sentimental I get into God, which is to my benefit. Yeah. No joke about this way of life. This is real. And the end of the matter is going to be real. A remnant, holy, determined, 
with righteousness is going to stand before God. And that just don't come by being cool. Yeah. That don't come by being calm. Yeah. That don't come by being relaxed in this way of life. Yeah. That comes with an effort and a fight, family. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. So now, if the newer generations is getting worse in everything, don't you think they're getting worse in the Shabbat? <laughs> huh? To where it gets so bad that those that have an effort get double thoughts. But that's just to try you. Because <laughs> this remnant will have to be wholly determined. We just won't be stumbling by because many are the ills of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. Huh? Acceptable men and women are tried in the furnace of adversity. Like gold is tried. But you got to beat it. Come on. Okay. Verse 15. Family, we in the book of Numbers, chapter... 22 verse 15 may we all say hallelujah hallelujah and Balak sent yet again princes more and more honorable than they and they came to Balaam and said to him thus saith Balak the son of Sippor let nothing I pray thee hinder thee from coming unto me for I will promote thee unto very great honor and whatsoever thou sayest unto me I will do yeah out of the mind of man but don't you know 
that when you obtain something and it's beneficial to you, it comes from God. And when you obtain something that's not beneficial to you, it comes from God. Because God created good and evil. And he's the distributor of them both. Teach us, Anasi. Huh? So if I come and I say, hold this. It ain't God. It's from God. Understand? Because goodness, right, belongs to God. I'm happy he would use me as a vessel for good more so than bad. But it all comes from God. That's right. Huh? And when you get people, just come on, come on. Yo, and people always whispering negative stuff to keep you because your ears and mind are in tune to negativity. So when you lend your ear to that which you know ain't right, if you would step off from that wickedness and consider, you might save yourself. That's why God say, don't follow a multitude to do evil. Because there's always going to be crews that don't want this and don't want that. You understand? Come on. Okay. Come therefore, I pray thee, curse me these people. Verse 18. And Balaam answered and said unto the servants of Balak, if Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Most High my God. You hear that? Hmm. Huh? Huh? So understand this, America. Understand this, Isles of the Gentiles. Understand this, That's right. Africa. That's right. I met. The condition that we're living in, in the world, in the understanding, in the minds. The mindset of the people today come from God because you asked for it. <laughs> you make God make things like it is today. Because you allow people to take God out of the equation. And there's no cry about it. There's no cry. Where is the cry for righteousness? Where is the cry for them turning our kids into homos? Where is the cry for them installing in the minds of your toddlers homosexuality and gender? What that got to do with elementary school? Huh? That means you one step from becoming a homo. You're eligible for the homo clan. Because if you flip, you flop. And if you send your kids to the slaughter, you might have already been there. Huh? Come on. I cannot go beyond the word of the Most High my God to do anything small or great. Yeah, I can't come. Everything in it. But the 
verse 19. Now, therefore, I pray you, tarry ye also here this night, that I may know what the Most High God will speak unto me more. Yeah, he said, I'm, I'm going to go back. But then no, God already told you what's down, what's going down. He said, tarry here, man. Like, I'm going to make sure. <laughs> and God Most High came unto Balaam at night and said unto him, if the men are come to call thee, rise up, go with them. But only the word which I speak unto thee, that shalt thou do. Yeah, our God got a sense, sense of humor, isn't it? And Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his ass and went with the princes of Moab. And God's anger was kindled because he went. Yeah. God got angry with him. Huh? His answer was supposed to say, Father, your word is sufficient. Please don't make me go hear them again. But God reads your heart, man. <laughs> Double-hearted. Maybe mm -hmm. God changes his mind. And maybe I can curse these people. And then get riches. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Come on. And God's anger was kindled because he went. Yeah. And the angel of the Most High God placed himself in the way for an adversary against him. Mm -hmm. Now he was riding upon his ass and his two servants were with him. Yeah, he was riding upon his ass that he had for years. <laughs> you understand? Come on. Okay. And, but the angel, God placed the angel between him and where he had to go. You understand there's angelic forces that are all around us that we don't see. Yes. That we don't go to Ezekiel 9. Come on. Okay. Ezekiel 9, please. Okay. Hey, blab a mouth. Cut out that noise. <laughs> Family, we're going to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 9. Give you a couple moments to get there. He'll teach later. This is the day that the Lord had made, and count yourself blessed to be sitting in a holy convocation. Don't take this lightly. Well, there ain't no difference. Mm -hmm. Teach us how not see. Come on. Family, we are currently in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 9, reading from the top of verse 1. May we all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Vision of the destruction of Jerusalem. The vision of destruction of Jerusalem. Come on. Then he called in mine ears with a loud voice, saying, Who called? God called unto Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel. Come on. Cause ye them that have charge over the city to draw near. Every man with his destroying weapon in his hand. Charge over. He talking about the angels that are appointed to watch over cities and provinces and areas on the earth. We don't see them, but they're here. Huh? There was um, the other day something landed and they seen the form of stuff that just didn't look right. God went in the backyard and seen that and looked, or the woman, and called the cops. 
And the cop came, and the cop said, the only reason why I believe you, because one of my officers called in and seen the same thing. It was two figures. Yeah. And one of them got on the, the people's tractor. You understand? You could call, uh, all, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but we don't know what it is. You understand? They got all kind of angelic forces. Remember the one in Ezekiel that had four heads? Huh? I'd be careful trying to explain that because people be laughing at me, man. But they took down some of it that you, the, 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 the clearness one they took down. Oh, they made it so that you couldn't see. But everything else was there. The words and everything. Come on. Then he called in my ears with a loud voice saying, Call ye them that have charge over the city to draw near, every man with his destroying weapon in his hand. And behold, six men came from the way of the upper gate. From the way of the upper gate. Six men, six angels came with destroying weapons. With weapons of destruction, ready to do damage to Jerusalem, the people thereof. Come on. And behold, six men came from the way of the upper gate, which lieth toward the north, every man with his weapon of destruction in his hand, and one man in the midst of them clothed in linen. Uh-oh, one of them in the midst was clothed. He was dressed different. Mm -hmm. He was just different because there's always salvation for those that have an effort. That's why it said, don't follow a multitude. The multitude don't make it right. The multitude never was right. <laughs> to do evil. So there's always salvation. And that salvation is what the one with the linen would mark. Come on. And one man in the midst of them clothed in linen with a writer's inkhorn on his side. And they went in and stood beside the brazen altar. And the glory of the Most High God, the power of Israel, was gone up from the cherub, whereupon it was, to the threshold of the house. And he called to the man clothed in linen, who had the writer's inkhorn on his side. And the Most High God said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that are done in the midst thereof. Because God makes a difference between good and evil. So he told the one in the linen, go through and check out those that are fussing about the wrong of the times. The wrong of the city. You understand? Our God is just, man. Huh? Nobody can die for your sins. That fabricated story is, is, is phony as Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Nobody can die for your sins. Our God deals with just weights and just balances. Every man dying for his own sin. Come on. Verse 5. And to the others he said in my hearing, Go ye through the city after him, and smite, and let not your eyes spare, neither have ye pity. 
slay utterly the old man and the young man, the maiden and the little children and, and woman. This is the God we serve. We don't serve no turning of the cheap God. We don't serve no God that says love your enemies. Huh? We serve the true and the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Anything other than that is not God, is religion. It's religion made up by a man. You can't make up a religion and put God in it because it's already been told to you, your man was good for thee. After hearing all things, the end of the matter is to fear God and keep his commandments. So if religion tells you commandments are outdated, that's not the word of God. Teach us on that. We know we don't sacrifice. But if you knew the Lord's statutes and commandments, you would know you can't sacrifice. Huh? So come on. Okay. Time for us to wake up Jacob and bring forth the truth. And we can only do that at our best. Striving to do our best. Come on. Slay utterly the old man, the young man, the maiden, the little children and woman. But come not near any man upon whom the mark... The mark is on. Why? Because they're not down with what's going on. They're not down with what's happening. They're not down with the wrong and the evil. You understand? And God said, slay the children. He said, remember, I remember I was coming up, I didn't know nothing about the, the book. Nothing. But our old folks always brought out sayings of God taken from the hobby head to the cradle. I understand that. Now that I'm into God, I'm into the scriptures, the word of God. How to perform before God. Come on. But come not near any man upon whom is the mark. And begin at my sanctuary. And begin amongst those that know better. You understand what I'm saying? God didn't give the, give the people a break because they're high sedidios. Like Biden and his crooked behind family. That's right. Huh? Like the crooked feds, like the crooked CIA, mm -hmm. huh? like the crooked police department. How you met? I'm not saying all feds are crooked. I'm not saying all cops are crooked. But if you're the cop that stands by and don't beat the guy that's already subdued, then you're just as bad as the ones that's beating you because you're supposed to uphold the law. Huh? That's when you can rob, get caught, everything in your hand, go to jail and you're out the next day. Huh? They want this to continue to go on so that the end of the matter is what they got planned for our children. Huh? Even black people are going to agree to that. Say, yeah, that's right. Put them in the concentration camps, lock their behinds up because they're animals. Ain't nobody on your side but God in our effort to do that which is right. This is what we gotta know. My bad, we gotta save ourselves from ourselves. <laughs> Come on. Let's go back. Him out and he started at the sanctuary okay. with those that supposed to know better. 
the same thing then goes on now. Huh? Israelites die more so now than ever. Huh? I watched all my compadres that I grew up with and loved. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm scared. But I'm like scared to be, I'm scared straight. got to invoke God more in my life throughout the day where I can walk down and what excites me is my desire to turn away from things that used to excite me or make me look at it. damn nothing huh I don't want anything that's damned you understand I want what's given to me by God Understand? That's right. That's the match. Then you can look for things to go right. You don't plow ox with ass, one's stronger than the other, one's taller than the other. It's an uneven yoke. That's right. Come on. Family, we return back to the portion. We're currently in the book of Numbers. Chapter 22, returning back to verse 23. May we all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the ass saw the angel of the Most High God standing in the way with his sword drawn in his hand. The, the ass seen it. The ass seen it. He, he ain't allowed. He ain't allowed the lions to see it. The ass seen it. So come on. And the ass saw the angel of the Most High God standing in the way with his sword drawn in his hand. And the ass turned aside out of the way and went into the field. And Balaam smote the ass to turn her onto the way. Of course, he ain't used to that. I'm steering you, I'm guiding you, I'm driving you. You turn to me, what's the matter with you? You understand? What's the matter with you? But their senses that animals have also. They know that something is coming. Hey, you know what I mean? Yeah, come on. Verse 24. Then the angel of the Most High God stood in a hollow way between the vineyards, a fence being on this side and a fence on that side. Yeah, in an empty way, the path. But it's narrow now. Come on. And the ass saw the angel of the Most High of God, and she thrust herself onto the wall. Thrust herself onto the wall, like, bam, I'll go anywhere before. Go ahead. And crushed Balaam's foot against the wall, and he smote her again. And, and, and crushed his foot up against the wall. He hurt now. And he now he's smoking the ass with anger. He's not even into the frame of mind. What's wrong with you? He's going to beat the ass. To think about the thing about um, going back in and looking over things that pop out at you because you never know. Certain things are so um, obvious that you know that God is, is dealing with you and you. We, we ignore the signs 
and and dismay him. It's like the brother earlier that I was talking about how he kept making wrong choices. And every step of the way, the choices kept getting worse and worse to the point where he chose the wrong woman. And I said, you know, it sounds like um, his mom gave him away to his dad. He said his mother didn't want him, so he gave him to his dad when he was one. There's certain things you lack when your mother separates herself from you. And you know, people have surrogates and um, some people have, um, you know, people adopt them, but it's not the same. It doesn't, it doesn't, um, it's something when you know someone gave you away or didn't want you and what it does to you inside. And there's something about when someone chooses to um, select you, accept you for who you are, all your imperfections. You know, sometimes we look at people as, you know, sometimes people accept your imperfections, but they're still trying to uplift you and help you grow and be better in life. But we um, misconstrue those things as someone trying to control us. There's a difference. And you don't always hear me talk about it because I often hear black people talk about it. And I always tell them, I said, if someone is genuinely loving and caring and they and they speak life into you and they want to really see you flourish, that's one thing. But when someone is controlling every bit of your life, telling you everything you need to change, clothes, you never do anything right, and they, and they make sure you know, don't do nothing right. This is wrong. You, you this, 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 and this. And they never say, wow, yeah, I see the good in you. And I know sometimes, you know, um, it, and they see the good in you and they speak to the good in you. Right? There's a difference. Because they're speaking to the good in you. They're not speaking negatively all the time. See, it's different. That's how you know there's a different relationship. But when someone is constantly beating you down with their words... But they never say anything good about you. They never tell you what you can do. They never say who you are and how they see some greatness in you. There's a difference, right? That's that's different. That is a different thing. So the people you surround yourself, be, be, be watchful, right? You want the people around you that will be honest with you about your imperfections, but also elevate your perfections, right? That's it. This is wrong, but this is right. This is what you have that is good. This is what you have that is great. I see greatness in you. I know that you can make it. I know it's rough right now, but you've made it so far and look at all that you've overcome. There's a different damn thing than somebody constantly beating your ass fucking down. Yes, into his likings, where he want to go. Instead of acknowledging, let me get off this ass and look at it, man. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, not a baby. I've been having you for years. What's the matter? Something wrong? Hmm. Huh? 
And that's the interesting thing of the analogy, right? It's something you've been around for a long time. You should know the person you with. Is something wrong? Is everything okay? Because you're normally not like this. It, it was his donkey. He'd been around the animal the whole time. It never did anything wrong. Come on now. Because he's... But, 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 but Lam has some spirituality in him. Something is wrong. But when God's against you, <laughs> can't nobody save you. Come on. He said, what now? When God's against you, can't nobody save you. Oh, y'all better hurt. Y'all better, y'all better reflect on that one. And the angel of the Most High God went further and stood in a narrow place where was no way to turn either to the right hand or onto the left. Yeah, meaning you're not getting around it. You're not getting around it, right or left. Come on. And the ass saw the angel of the Most High God, and she lay down under Balaam. And Balaam's anger was kindled, and he smote the ass with his staff. Yeah, the ass it ain't going no further. I can't, I can't walk laying down. <laughs> you consider yourself now, Jack. I'm, I'm, I'm laying down. This movement has ceased. <laughs> Come on. Verse 28. And the Most High will God opened the mouth of the ass, and she said unto Balaam, What have I done unto thee that thou hast sm smitten? Smit, smiting me these three Smitters. times. What have I done to you? You understand what I'm saying? But his determination to go where he's going, which would have angered God, he was so determined to do that, he didn't even consider that the ass is talking to him. You understand? And these are things that only God can do. If God make mountains skip, you understand? Yes, sir. God split up the Red Sea. There's nothing that God cannot do. Huh? He enlightens you to things that if you was to consider what you went through within a day, you might see things, you will see things <laughs> that only consideration takes. And you'll be a better person the next day. You understand? Because God is showing you this. God is showing us that. And there's, you would give God the thanks that do to him throughout the day. Let me tell you something interesting. <clears throat> I'm here at work. My little Torah portion's going on. I open up the door to the um, from the um, from here, um, and and the nurse and and the, and the front desk lady comes out. What what was you listening to? I mean, what what was that? You wouldn't understand how powerful these portions are, goddamn. And when you begin to talk about what it is, they're like, wow, that's, I, what books do I, what books should I get? <laughs> we so disconnected. <laughs> Tell you the churches ain't feeding like this. Yeah. Oh, I love this, these folks. I love these folks. 
but we are selfish minded because we live off our understanding which has very little of God in it. <laughs> Even the best of us. That's why we are our biggest enemies. Because once you obtain a certain level of spirituality, you know how bad you've been. <laughs> and how inconsiderate you've been mm. when you come to God. Come on, man. This is about holiness and righteousness. This is about us upgrading ourselves. Mm-hmm. What have I done unto thee that thou hast smitten me these three times? It's the ass talking. And Balaam said unto the ass, Because thou hast mocked me, I would dare were, I would dare were a sword in my hand, for now I had killed thee. See, but his mind was set contrary to God. One more thing, one more thing. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna close this out after he finished his set. Because you already know it's two, two hours, been two hours. Remember those scriptures I read y'all some time ago about God being by himself alone? I, gave, I let the nurse read it. She said, oh my God. Uh, but I knew it, but I, those questions, and when you say, yeah, I was praying, and I, all my prayers get answered, now I realize I was praying to the wrong way. You understand? <laughs> we didn't want another one, family. We didn't want another one. <laughs> yes. All I got to say is hallelujah. Ooh-wee. Come on here. said unto Balaam, Am not I thine ass, upon which thou hast ridden all thy life long unto this day? Was I ever wont to do so unto thee? And he said, Nay. Then the Most High God opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Most High God standing in the way with his sword drawn in his hand. his head and fell on his face and the angel of the most high God said unto him wherefore has thou smitten thine ass these three times behold I am come forth for an adversary because thy way is contrary unto me come on here yeah. you already know God told you God don't make no mistakes <laughs> God ain't never wrong he ain't already told him but he hoping God changed his mind here so he can give him a little change or whatnot. Come on here. Even when the great man of Don Moses brought forth 
what was supposed to have been which was knowledge, it was knowledge to us. But when he told God, he said that if you split these people, he said the nations would say that you couldn't handle them. Don't you think God knew that? That was just for us to read and understand how Moses felt and cared. He didn't hit God to nothing. Nothing. A lot of this is for us to, to understand and, and, and take from. You understand, our job is to live this law. Learn the law. Live in it. Love it. And then give it back to God coming from us in righteousness. It's called obedience. Come with it. It's called give the way back of God. To, give it back to him. That's our offering. That's our sacrifice to God. Live in this Lord. Do the Lord. Love it. And then give obedience back to God from a right frame of mind and a, a better heart. You hear? Come on, family. We got to advance up. We got to level up. Come on. Because thy way is contrary unto me. Yeah. And the ass saw me and turned aside before me these three times. Unless she had turned aside for me, surely now I had even slain thee. Oh, you hear that? And saved her alive. Uh -huh. That's something. separate that day that is assigned between God and us, it's going to be hard for you to grow and catch certain understandings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come on. Okay. Verse 34. And Balaam said unto the angel of the Most High of God, I have sinned, for I knew not that thou stoodest in the way against me. Now therefore, if it, if it displeases thee, I will get me back. And the angel of the Most High of God said unto Balaam, Go with the men, 
but only the word that I shall speak unto thee, that thou shalt speak. See, confession allows you repentance, allows us to get back in line with God, man. A true confession, a true repentance allows us to get back in line with God. And if you don't understand that, you know how many young Kapoor's we did in vain? Huh? And how our deceitful mind told us, well, I'm clear now. I'm going to, you know, my, my slate is clear. Who said your slate was clear? Who told you that? How do you take God so lightly? Y'all tell you how? Because we don't judge ourselves. We don't judge ourselves. And we're not watchful of ourselves and making sure that we don't offend God. So what sin against you don't even come to mind because you're so busy looking at somebody else and wondering if they fasted and knowing that you fast with throughout the day with so much bull crap on your mind. Hmm. You didn't even give the day the best of you by trying to cough up you or trying to put yourself in a manner to where you can see our fathers went and meditated, man. And they meditated in the evening. Why? Because everything else was done. By the time the evening came in, you were clear with the things you had to do. So now you can truly sit down and consider God. Hmm. And he'll show you you. Because none of us reached the heights of Father Abraham. None of us reached the heights of Mother Sarah. And if you did, women would have better husbands than what they take. Come on. And men would have better wives than what they take. Come on. Come on. What'd he say? What'd he say? Oh. Huh? What was it? Ooh. See, because we don't, we don't, we don't seek. We don't seek him. We really don't. We see how we want to see. <laughs> so Balaam went with the princess of Balak. And when Balak heard that Balaam was come, he went out to meet him onto Ir, Ir Moab, mm-hmm. which is on the border of Arnon. Yeah, here comes the king of Moab out to meet Balaam. Come on. Which is in the uttermost part of the border, verse 37. And Balak said unto Balaam, did I not earnestly send unto thee to call thee? Wherefore comest thou not unto me? And yeah, like he's like, he's, you can see his state of mind. Did I not call you? And you talking to a man that at times have connection with us? Huh? Did not I call you? Wherefore you don't come? Before you go a roundabout way or take your time about reporting to me, come on. Am I not able indeed to promote thee to honor? Am I not able to give you and put you above people of the earth? It's all about him, Black. He's the big shot. To him, God don't mean nothing. Come on. And Balaam said unto Balak, Lo, I am come unto thee. Have I now any power at all to speak anything? The word that God putteth in my mouth, that shall I speak. Yeah, 
and it put Balak in his place. Hmm. Come on. They came onto Kirov, Huzov, Hazov, Salika. And Balak sacrificed oxen and sheep and sent Balaam into the princes that were with him. And it came to pass in the morning that Balak took Balaam and brought him up into Bamoth Baal. That was a high point of that area to where they could look down and see the tents of, they could see the Israelites. And they, they you know, they can, they were over the children of Israel. And he saw from thence the utmost part of the people. Chapter 23, verse 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Balaam said unto Balak, Build me here seven altars, and prepare me here seven bullocks and seven rams. Yeah. And Balak did as Balaam had spoken. Yeah, so it, it, it's a setup. Come on. And Balak and Balaam offered on every altar a bullock and a ram. Yeah. And Balaam said unto Balak, Stand by thy burnt offering, and I will go. Pay adventure, the Most High will God will come to meet me, and whatsoever he showeth me, I will tell thee. Mm -hmm. And he went to a bare height, and the Most High God met Balaam, and he said unto him, I have prepared the seven altars, and I have offered up a bullock and a ram on every altar. Yes. And the Most High God put a word in Balaam's mouth and said, Return unto Balak, and thus thou shalt speak. Turned unto him, and lo, he stood by his burnt offering, he and all the princes of Moab. And he took up his parable and said, From Aram Balak bringeth me, the king of Moab, from the mountains of the east. Come, curse me, Jacob, and come, execrate Israel. Israel. How shall I curse whom God hath not cursed? <laughs> Yeah, and how shall I execrate whom the most high and how shall I execrate whom the most high God have not execrated yeah. verse 9 far from the top of the rocks I see him and from the hills I behold him lo it is a people that shall dwell alone yeah you understand it's a people that shall dwell alone
King Henry the same thing. Water was uh, an enemy to the music. All right, y'all. This is this is enough. I'm gonna stop here. Um, just wanted to tell you that I love you. If nobody tells you, it's seven o'clock now. So people about to start coming in, and I'll talk to you later. Shalom and blessings to you.